Hello and welcome to another episode of The Beauty Cabinet brought to you by House of Fraser. I'm Georgia. And I'm Holly. So today we've got lots on the agenda. We're going to be chatting all things vegan and cruelty free with MJ, who's a celebrity makeup artist. We're going to be catching up with the beauty team again, who are going to be sharing their favourite foundations and tips for applying them. And as we always do, let's get to it and start with what's new this month. Okay, so my favourite launch this month is the Murad Replenishing Multi-Acid Peel. And I'm absolutely obsessed with this. I've been trying it for the last couple of months um, when Murad sent it to me. And honestly, if you don't have a chemical exfoliant in your skincare routine, I think it's definitely worth a try because it's amazing for busting acne and also for making your skin glow. And this one is a daily peel, so it's a little bit more... Um, suitable for more sensitive skin types than other peels. I guess most people go to the salon for a peel, don't they? But this is one that you can do at home. And am I right in thinking you can do this one every day? Yeah. When I first started, I did it every day for two weeks and I noticed a difference straight away. Um, And then since then, I've probably been using it every three days. But yeah, it's definitely more suitable for sensitive skin, but it still has all your glycolic acids, your lactic acids, malic acids, so an AHA blend. And then it also has your salicylic acid as well. Brilliant. So as you said, like it's great for clearing up acne. Yeah. When I was younger, I had quite bad acne on on my cheeks and AHA was one of the um, ingredients that really helped me. I really noticed as well as salicylic acid, which most people go-to if they've got problematic like spot-prone skin don't they yeah so I think acid sounds really scary but it's actually not when you use an abrasive exfoliator it doesn't necessarily help that much it feels quite nice and it feels like maybe you're taking off like the top layer of your skin and you're really clearing out your pores but actually a chemical exfoliant will do that and also what's nice with this one is it's like a it's got two phases to it so it obviously has the resurfacing phase which most peels do but then it's also really nourishing which is why you can use it every day yeah and why it's okay for sensitive skin types i have to say that murad in general gets me really excited because every product i've ever used by murad has actually worked not a lot of um products always do exactly what they say they're going to do yeah but Mura products generally do. So another really exciting launch. Um, Urban Decay have launched another naked palette. Another <laughs> naked palette. We thought they'd released everything they possibly could. I know. They possibly could. I know. I think it's my first ever palette was a naked palette. Yeah, me too. The naked original, which is sadly discontinued now. But it has. But the exciting news with the naked honey palette is that the brush is back. Yes. <laughs> so for those of you who missed the brush in the last launch, it's back and it's just as fabulous as ever. Um, so this new palette has lots of bronzy, yellowy, goldy shades. Um, there's some glittery ones. There's some more matte ones. So it is quite versatile. You could probably use it in the day. And it's all very bee and honey related. So the shades are called things like hive sting queen (laughs) and obviously honey honey (laughs) (laughs) um i've also found something really useful with the brush now that it's back i often wet it and then i find that that gives a bit more of an intense color on the eye yeah um and it sort of goes on a lot better as well when you wet the brush these shades are also really buildable they're really versatile they all look gorgeous together and i'd say they probably they look good on anyone but they'd especially suit darker skin tones Um, So moving on to the YSL, 
It's the Slim Sheer Matte. I don't know if you saw the the Slim launch last year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and they were so amazing. They're the lipsticks with the diamond shape. So they've got a really good precision tip and they've got amazing colour payoff. And now YSL are launching, or they've just launched the new more sheer version it's a bit more nourishing so it's got those kind of benefits to your lips as well and a lot more wearable I'd say so this is you know one that you'd put on if you're put nipping out somewhere just really quickly and you just yeah. want a little bit of color um, nothing too drastic yeah um, more of a daytime your, yeah keep of. it in your bag if your, your lips are feeling a little bit dry you might want to put it on yeah and also the packaging is beautiful. It is. It's amazing. So the original was gold and these ones are silver. One product that is back, or should I say a franchise that's back, is Aveda Sap Moss. And this was discontinued, I think, about five or more years ago. But it was so popular and now it's back, but it's been reformulated. And it's basically a very natural, hydrating, weightless shampoo and conditioning range. So it's good if your hair is like dry and frizzy, I guess. Yeah. Or thick. But it does suit any hair type. So curly, coily, wavy, straight. Um, if your hair is dry and a bit frizzy, then this is a great range for you. Yeah, it's also very natural. It's all vegan. Um, and yeah, it'll leave your hair feeling really hydrated, but not you won't get that weighed down feeling yeah. that you sometimes get with conditioners. Exactly. And um, for podcast listeners, um, if you pop into a House of Fraser store at the moment, you can actually pick up a free sample um, from the collection. Yeah, they're so sure that you're going to love it. So those are our favourites for this episode. They all are out on the shelves now, so do head to the website to find them. That's www.houseoffraser.co.uk. So talking of vegan products, that brings us nicely to our guest, MJ. She is going to love this range. So today we are joined by somebody who knows a lot about these sorts of products um, and is sort of a bit of an ambassador for this kind of thing. Um, Her name is MJ. She's a vegan and cruelty-free celebrity makeup artist. So hello and welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) So um, what we'd really love to know is what other top products that are in your beauty cabinet? Um, I'm a really big Charlotte Tilbury fan. House of Fraser has a lot of Charlotte Tilbury. I can't go a day without wearing the Hollywood Flawless Filter. Have you tried that before? Yes, love that. (laughs) So I always put that before any makeup. And then probably a bit more on as a highlighter. (laughs) A little bit obsessed. So big fan of the Hollywood Flawless Filter. And I've been totally hooked on Urban Decay Setting Spray. My makeup will slide off my face unless I have a good setting spray. The all-nighter. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about this one a lot, yeah, don't we? we? Yeah, love we that. love it. <laughs> it's a godsend. And also, it's meant to be um, anti-pollution. Oh, really? Mm. I think there's a few different ones. I think there's, like, a chill one, which is yeah. cooling. There's an anti-pollution one. And then mm. there's the original. So you can choose whichever one suits your needs. Yeah, we need all yeah. of it. Yeah. Really, all <laughs> yeah, we do. We just have one of each now. <laughs> and I love your star skin masks. I've got a few of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've used them quite a bit, actually. I do think they, they, they're they one of those masks that you put on and you do actually see results. Definitely, yeah. Have you tried the, is it juice, the juice one, like the smoothie one? Um, Holy Kale. Oh, no, I haven't tried that no, one, no. That one. So it's a green package and I think it's got like carrots, broccoli. Um, and vitamin C is a really big trend at the moment. 
so it's got lots of vitamin C in it yeah um, and those antioxidants but you can really see a big difference to be honest I love that I love the whole brand for masks but I probably have that one once a week oh wow really okay and what do you would you say like the main benefits are what, brightening with the vitamin C it's really good to kind of yeah to brighten get rid of dead skin cells and just all around like a really nice healthy glow so I also really love the Stiller range. Stiller do a really nice glitter and glow liquid eyeshadow. Yes, oh, I love them. Yeah. There's been Amazing. a lot of glitter around um, in the summer months. Mm. But what you know, how how can we use glitter, you know, for party season and in, in coming into the winter? I guess like in the summer, you tend to go for more like goldy, like rose gold and lots of lighter colours or, or brights. Whereas the autumn, there's some really nice. In fact, Stiller do some really nice, more of like copper like deeper more autumnal shades which are really nice but you could even just do like a really nice smoky eye for a winter party and then add a tiny bit of glitter on the lid yeah nice so they work that works really well for that and um, but also if you go for the lighter tones you could even use a little bit on your cheekbones if you fancy like a little bit of something extra yeah, multi-purpose. Exactly. They're really easy to apply, aren't they? Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I like how it's like a liquid too, so it just it just sets. Yeah, how it is. You don't yeah. need to add anything else on, on top. So I'm a big fan of the Charlotte Tilbury highlighter, the um, Bronze and Glow. Um, Charlotte herself says that it's like you're being lit from within using <laughs> her light highlighter, and it's a really nice, subtle glow that you don't it doesn't look like you're wearing a highlighter as such it just looks really healthy whereas the stiller highlighters are a lot more kapow i'd probably say 70 percent of her products are vegan okay but they've got a really good section um either on charlotte tilbury's website you just type in vegan and everything comes up i love the charlotte tilbury beauty light wand is that vegan yes yeah that's so nice because i love that that's my favorite highlighter ever So when did you become vegan? Have you heard of Cowspiracy? Yes, I actually watched this the <laughs> oh other <God>. night <laughs> with did my you? husband. Yeah, he's now like eighty percent vegan, and wow. we sort of are in the house. So we're probably it's probably a weird way to do it because most people watch it, don't they? And then they become vegan after. But mm. he's been trying to be vegan for a while, and then watched it. <laughs> it's hard to watch that and kind of come away from it not thinking about things yeah, yeah definitely it's quite shocking they what, i forgot what his name is kip anderson i think yeah the, the director he created um another film which came out i think it was probably about a year and a half ago called what the health oh yeah i haven't seen that okay because that's a good one for like a conspiracy is more about the agriculture and the impact that consuming animals is, is making on our planet whereas what the health is a lot more to do with individual health like connections. So how long ago was that that you that you sort of changed? I think that was about nearly three years ago. And it kind of started off just with food. And I think naturally you then start questioning other things like fashion, like your your leather shoes and stuff. Um, and I think it's really important to not kind of throw everything away because that's such a waste. Yeah. Anyway, but um, definitely just start questioning things. And fashion seems to be the next obvious one. With beauty, I, to be honest, didn't even think anything of it. And obviously as a makeup artist, every day I'm putting makeup on people's faces and on myself and it didn't even cross my mind of what was in the products. And um, a few of my friends became pregnant and they started questioning a bit more about like the toxins and everything that are in the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. And I just started to kind of be a bit more aware of uh, of what we're 
like what was in the products, doing a bit of research. And I was out with a friend, and um, Natalie, and she, she turned to me and she was like, so what are your eyelashes made of? Because I had false eyelashes on. I've got literally no <laughs> idea. I just didn't even consider what they would be made of. And so I got on Google and fell into a deep, dark Google hole <laughs> um, of... So the main the main one, you know how we hear about like mink lashes yeah. online? And it's almost, it's kind of sold as this luxurious thing to have mink lashes. Whereas I think a lot of people miss the fact that a mink lash is a mink animal. I won't go into the gory details, but you can Google it. And there's a lot of, it's a quite gross way of how they remove the, the mink hairs from the minks. And it's just such a dark industry that no one seems to have covered really heartbreaking and then the other one is silk so silk lashes are made of um boiled silkworms so after that what are the alternatives well i think the hard thing is you don't really know what they are made of because apparently it's cheaper to make mink lashes and silk lashes than it is to make like plastic ones because the alternative really is pla- is plastic there are there are some like more degradable plastic lashes coming out now Okay. But, um, yeah, it's really hard to, to, to tell, really. A lot of people even just say cruelty-free. So cruelty-free mink or cruelty-free silk, it's, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It can't it can't really be cruelty-free if it's made of mink or silk. It's a bit of a strange one. But now there are a lot more brands that are accredited, so they're a lot easier to trust. So yeah. what other brands, ha- you know, have vegan products in their ranges or are completely cruelty-free? So, Elemis is a really nice one. Elemis and Wren at House of Fraser are cruelty-free and have got a really good vegan selection. And both are really natural as well. So, if you're going for something free of all the nasties and yeah. such, uh, they're both really good brands to go for. I really love the superfood range by Elemis. Oh, yes. yes me too. Yes. That's, so nice. That's another like smoothie, green smoothie yeah. for your skin type of thing, isn't it? <gasps> I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah it, smell, it smells like a salad, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Wren have got a really good vegan selection too. And you really don't have to compromise. Like, they all work beautifully. They really, You can really see results. So what ingredient swaps um, are there? So say, for instance, what ingredients in a product that isn't vegan would be, would be then substituted in a product that is vegan? So if we're looking at the back mm-hmm. of a packet, what should we look out for to avoid if we're trying to be vegan? And, um, you know, what, what would be in its place? Probably one of the most common ones, uh, which you would normally find in eyeshadows, lipsticks, and things with, like, pinky ready tones, like blushers, for example, yeah. is carmine, which is crushed beetles. They're, they're like the little red really really bright beetles so formulators would often use them to get like a really punchy color and we've been using carmine for years and years and years whereas now uh, we've kind of swapped carmine for lots of different types of stones and rocks okay because there's so much color in in rocks all over the world and also plants and uh, vegetables and fruit and obviously, you know, you're a makeup artist, so you have to use the best product like, available. Mm-hmm. And so you're not seeing any, you know, any change in how the product works or its effectiveness. Not at all. A few years ago, definitely. Yeah. But now it's like it, it's everywhere. It's really easy to, to buy vegan. In fact, 
Urban Decay have got a really good selection of lipsticks and they are the brightest, most pigmented lip lipsticks. You would never know they're different and they've got no carmine in them. So Urban Decay have got a wide variety of vegan products. Yeah, they've not... just released that new foundation. It's called Stay Naked. Have you oh, tried, that? tried that? That's yet. vegan, cruelty-free. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And Have it's really it? good. Yeah, I really like it. It's quite, it's not the glowiest. It's kind of medium. <laughs> you and you glow. Uh, yeah. But I do, I still really like it. It's got a nice coverage. And Amazing. Yeah, it's good. It's worth trying. Because there's a lot of brands out there who have been cruelty free and um, haven't been using any animal products for a long time, but never really shouted about it. Yeah. Because it, not it wasn't a thing, but yeah, it kind of wasn't a thing. There it wasn't, wasn't as much demand for no, it. No, it wasn't something that people really looked out for. But in mm. their, you know, their new campaigns, you see they're really pulling it out. Brands are really pulling out when they are vegan and cruelty yeah. free. You call you say you call it accidentally vegan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just don't mention it. Whereas there are a lot of brands too that are kind of faking it. They're saying it just because it's easier. I mean, I think the Urban Decay lipsticks, I think a lot of them were vegan for a long time, but now it's trendy. They're all like, oh, maybe we should mention this. So that's really, really cool. And it's also worth just looking on the back of a packet too, because just because a brand doesn't say vegan on it doesn't mean it's not. So if it's an eyeshadow or a lipstick, for example, that would be the most common ingredient, carmine, to look out for. So if it's got carmine, it's not <clears throat> vegan. Mm-hmm. Great. But also in lipsticks and cream blushes, you'd probably find beeswax. So if you're trying to avoid that, also known as Sierra Alba. So that's the other thing. They, they all come under so many different names. So moving away from actual makeup, something that people might not think about is what they're using to apply their makeup with. So like brushes, mm. you know, they're often not um, synthetic. They, you know, they're often animal hair. Yeah. So what um, what makeup brushes could we be using? So yeah, a lot of brushes are actually made out of rabbit hair, squirrel hair, goats, cats. So there's so many animals that are found. Um, and it's another one that you wouldn't even think of. So it's, it's a bit of a shock, I think, to most people that they're probably using animals on their faces with their brushes. I really like some of the bare mineral ones and Urban Decay. They've got a good selection of synthetic brushes and they're actually made to mimic a real animal hair. So animal brushes are traditionally really meant to be very good for picking up powder, okay, blending powder. And then synthetic brushes were traditionally used more for like creams and liquids, just the way that they perform. So that's been a bit of a struggle over the years to get good synthetic brushes that kind of do a p work well with powder. So over the past few years, uh, lots of beauty brands such as Urban Decay and Bare Minerals have created like these fibres that just mimic animal hair and they actually kind of, if you look at a microscope, they actually kind of bend and wobble like a animal hair would do and they, they literally grip powder and blend just, just as good as it would if it was a real animal hair. Going off topic slightly, um, who has been your favourite celebrity to work with? So I do a lot of work for Women's Health magazine. Oh, okay. So their front covers, uh, which I love, because they're always really inspirational women on the front covers. Um, and I actually recently worked with Kayla Fitness. Oh, yeah. yes. Love she, Kayla. Yeah, She's me too. She? But she is such a lovely down-to-earth human and... I really lo love working with, in air quotes, normal person as, as such, like, she's really healthy and really beautiful, but I wanted to bring out her real character rather than it being kind of like a model 
blank canvas kind of thing so I really loved working with her and bringing out her natural glow and like who she really is yeah. but yeah check her out on the front cover of Women's Health but obviously she would be really really natural I guess mm-hmm. so what products did you use on her? I used Charlotte Tilbury Ah, <laughs> is she a Charlotte Tilbury fan? Yeah I don't think it's that big in Australia either so it was nice to kind of play with new products for her but um, yeah we, we went for a really glowy look so a lot of it was Charlotte Tilbury we used um, the Wonder Glow oh, oh yes yeah. I used that. that and then Light Wonder so she's got amazing skin so Light Wonder's really good if you've got lovely skin and you want to kind of see that you you see your skin Um that looks like real skin rather than looking like you've got cakes of foundation yeah. on top. So, um, yeah, we used that. And we used, of course, the Hollywood Flawless Filter. And I'm a really big fan of the Ibiza sticks. Oh, yes, them? I remember those. Yeah, mm. the, when did they come out? Was it last year? I think so. Yeah, they've been out for a year or two, definitely. Yeah. So I'm a really big fan of not using powder with blusher um, and using like a cream or a liquid and similar to the highlighter that you live as well like yeah. it kind of they just melt into the skin and look like skin rather than adding like powder and then another layer of powder on top that just sits on your skin so if you want to go for really dewy skin one of my biggest tips would be to go for like cream and liquid bases wherever you can and then just use a tiny bit of powder when you're working on photo shoots how do you go about choosing what kind of makeup look you're going to do is it collaborative with the celebrity i normally stalk them on instagram first so really see what they normally use so the other day I was working with Frankie from Towie Frankie Essex oh yeah that was for Closer magazine so I was like okay so looking through her Instagram what kind of things does she normally like and she's actually got really amazing skin and she's got freckles but I know that she likes to kind of have quite a heavy base when I met her I kind of go through what she would normally wear and so the suggestion for her would be you know the whole like fake freckle look Yes. yes. So she wanted a full coverage, so we did a full coverage. Then I was like, okay, but your identity, the fact that you've got freckles. So I like to bring out people's natural, like who they really are. And so we gave her, um, I think I actually used Bare Minerals. So I used, she likes heavy coverage, so I went for Light Wonder, Charlotte Tilbury, and then I finished off with Bare Minerals Foundation. I often do that, so it's kind of like a really good coverage, um, even though it's actually a foundation. I use it kind of as a finishing powder. Oh, okay, yeah. I and do that sometimes. Do use you? it on top the original powder foundation. Yes. Yeah, I use yeah. it on top of foundation for like does a move something. Does it? It's great. And then the Urban Decay setting spray on top. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going yeah. anywhere. And yeah. are you seeing like more celebrities requesting that the only makeup that you use on them is vegan and cruelty free? Definitely, yeah. It's a really big trend, and also clean beauty and kind of having more natural products on them um but yeah it's it's such a such a huge trend in fact there's quite a few times that I would get requested purely because I've got vegan and cruelty free in my kit and I wouldn't use anything else oh so okay so people are starting Mm. to know to come to you if you know they've booked a celebrity that is Mm -hmm. that is vegan um and they'll come they'll come to you for that Mm. but also I don't think it's just vegans that are, are looking at vegan and cruelty free makeup I think a lot of people even if they're not vegan, don't really like the idea of animals being on their face. So, for example, tallow, not used so much anymore, but that's like rendered animal fat, which is used as a, an emollient, so in a lot of creams or even foundations to kind of make everything sit nicely. I still think the idea of that on your face is quite shocking to a lot of people. So it's not just a being vegan thing. I think people just are more interested in having animal-free makeup in general. 
Yeah, I guess that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions about vegan beauty then, isn't it? That it is mm. just for people who lead a vegan lifestyle. It's not, yeah. it's, it's for everybody. And most of us are probably already using vegan products within our makeup yeah. bags. Yeah, what do you think are the <clears throat> other big misconceptions about vegan beauty? One of the biggest misconceptions is that vegan and cruelty-free mean the same things. So if a product is claiming to be vegan, it means that it doesn't include any animals or any animal derivatives in it. However, it could still be tested on animals. However, if a product is classed as cruelty-free, it means it is not tested on animals, neither are its ingredients tested on animals, neither is it tested on animals in a different country, such as China. If a brand is stocked in China, it means it has to be tested on animals. So if a product says cruelty-free on it, mm-hmm. it's not tested on animals, can it include any animal product in it? It can, yeah. It can, okay. Mm. So what you're looking for is for it to have the vegan symbol and the cruelty-free yes, symbol exactly. to be completely cruelty and vegan friendly. It's great to know that so many of us have got so many products already in our makeup bags that are um, vegan and cruelty-free. So one last thing, where can our listeners find you and keep up to date with you and also send you any questions? So you can follow me on Instagram, emj.makeupartist. I also have a blog, which is www.emj-makeup.com. And yeah, I've got lots of things, even like a really big list of loads of ingredients that are on products and saying if they're vegan or not. So that's a really good place to kind of cross check brilliant so helpful yes thank you thank you so much thank you for having me so now we're coming into the winter it's october it might be time to start thinking about a different foundation Uh, so we've got the beauty team here and we are all going to share with you our absolute favorite foundation so some will be new and some will be old favorites so jamie shall we start with you what's yours yeah sure um my favorite foundation is the ysl all hours foundation um, I just feel it works really well for my skin. Um, I've got quite oily skin, so it's really great for me because it's an oil-free formula. So it doesn't clog up my pores and it gives a really lovely matte, long-lasting finish. So, so all hours, is it really all it's hours? It's literally all hours. <laughs> it is meant to last 24 hours. And it's just quite good because then at the end of the day, I've not got that shiny look I'm not having to top up um, and it can take me straight through to a night out as well which is great I think what's really nice about it though is it seems to improve my skin health as well oh wow that's good yeah it does have skincare benefits it has got a uv filter so even in the summer you can wear that if you've forgotten to put your spf on it's spf 20 so you're still getting the protection um and it's it's quite a versatile foundation so in those summer months as well, yeah. I tend to mix it with a highlighter. Oh, so a little bit more dewy. Yeah, so I, I really like the Givenchy Tan Couture um, Radiant Drop. So I just mix that and then it gives a bit of a lighter, more radiant finish, a bit more of that nice dewy look. Um, Lovely, because we, we do great. sometimes still get good weather in October as well, don't we? So. We do sometimes, a little bit of a heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> great. Holly, I think I know what yours is going to be. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let me know and let's see if I get it right. Okay, my favourite is Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk. Always right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been my favourite foundation for about five years, I think, before I was in the beauty industry, before I worked in the beauty industry. Um, 
I saw loads of bloggers saying how amazing it was and I read that a lot of celebrities used it so I thought I need to try this and I still wear it today. It's really glowy, it blurs all your imperfections and it's got a medium, I'd say it's got a buildable medium coverage. Um, so if you want something a bit more full coverage, it's probably not for you, but it's the perfect foundation for a night out. And this is partly because it doesn't have any SPF in it. And Oh yeah, the dreaded SPF. Yeah, because that's good in pictures. Exactly. So mm. this photographs so well and I think that's why a lot of brides use it as well on their wedding day, but probably not one to wear on a hot sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So a proper winter foundation, yeah, really. Yeah. Great. Maeve, your skin always looks flawless. I'm excited oh, to hear what yours you. is. So my favourite foundation is the Tanadol Ultra Wear by Lancome. Um, I first tried this foundation about 10 years ago and it's one that I always go back to. I prefer a really high coverage to hide all imperfections, uneven skin tone, um, but I really don't like the heavy, cakey feeling of some foundations. This actually has a very lightweight texture and a light application gives you a really natural finish, which I find is more dewy on my skin rather than matte. Um, it's also very buildable for days that you want a little bit more coverage in some areas or for an evening makeup look. Uh, it has amazing lasting power. I apply it in the morning and rarely have to touch up during the day and I don't even put a setting powder over it either. Um, it's now available in 45 shades so it's so much easier to find your perfect match. Great. So Sarah, a couple of episodes back, you um, mentioned a foundation. Um, so I didn't know if you might be moving to a different one now we're coming into the winter or if you're sticking with it. So Charlotte Tilbury is definitely my staple foundation and it will be the one that I'll be wearing through the winter months. But I also do wear the MAC Studio Fix Foundation Stick just because it's super convenient. I carry it in my handbag, I touch up on the go and I've been using the MAC Studio Fix Powder for again for years and years and they've just recently relaunched the stick so if I'm applying a little bit of foundation just to top up at the end of the day or before we go out for after work drinks this is my go-to foundation. Oh nice I love the sticks actually and they really because you obviously get the full like a full foundation but it's so easy to carry around. Yes so you don't have to carry one of the big foundations which is actually quite heavy in your handbag so actually the stick is super convenient. Yeah and how do you apply it do you blend it with your fingers or do you have a, have a little brush? So I just uh, um, apply with my fingers. I find that um, it actually melts into your skin a lot quicker if you do apply it with your fingers. So um, I just put it under my eyes and around my nose and on the kind of the chin or if there's any bit that kind of just needs mattifying before I go on for a night out. Nice. And Gabby, what's yours? I love using the Dior Forever Foundation Skin Glow. Um, so this foundation is more of a medium coverage. Um, and it always leaves me with a really dewy, even look, which is what I love. I never want something to look too cakey or too thick or heavy, full coverage. I always use this. And what I love about it is it's perfect for my dry skin. Anyone that has dry skin, this is such a lifesaver. They've got a pansy extract hydration booster. And that's amazing for helping skin to stop drying. And it also keeps it really smooth and radiant. As well as that, the foundation also has skincare benefits. So for me, that's a massive plus. Um, so it's actually got a protective rose hip extract. That's got huge skincare benefits and it's the star ingredient for Dior Forever. Um, it just helps with the quality of skin and reduces appearance of pores. I'm looking at your skin now. It's so glowy. How do you apply that? 
I actually apply using my fingers. I used to wear, I used to use a brush for um, foundation application, but I found that a lot of the product would get caught in my brush. Uh, and yeah. to get a really even look, I just feel like it's so achievable when you use your fingers. Um, and sometimes what I do as well with the foundation is I mix a light shade with a darker shade because I find my skin tone is changing so much throughout the year. It's really hard to stick with one shade throughout the year. So I just mix it up and I'll have a darker shade and mix it with a light one and just So you can wing get it. the perfect look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. So I guess I, I'm the only one who hasn't shared their favourite. Um, this foundation I've been using on and off since I think I was probably about 16 or 17. Um, and it is the Laura Mercier Silk Creme Foundation. They changed the formula a few years ago and I was a little bit worried but actually it is still just as amazing um like a lot of us I I much prefer like a bit more of a dewy look definitely a flawless look and I find this is a really great one for that so again I apply some of it with my fingers but also with a sponge and um on days when I'm not you know not really wearing much makeup I'll mix it with Estee Lauder ANR and um pop that on and it almost becomes like a bit of a tinted moisturizer so that's that's mine. Jamie, so I think a lot of people are quite afraid of foundation um, because they think that they're going to get those, you know, terrible lines around their chin and all that kind of thing. And it can be really difficult to find, you know, the correct shade. So yeah. often people have the same foundation, which probably isn't quite right for them for years and years and years. So what's your tip for finding the perfect foundation? Well, I think, you know, if you pop into any House of Fraser, any of our beauty counters, our staff are fantastic and they're more than willing to support any of the customers with concerns. So you can get shade matched and if you talk about your concern, you know, you might have dry skin, combination skin, oily skin and, you know, you might want to have a full coverage or a light coverage. The staff in stores, they're there to help and they are the beauty experts so they can advise on the best foundation and more often than not, you can get a little sample, which is a little pot. Um, we call it dramming, and it'll last you one to two weeks, depending on how much you use it. Which realistically is how long you need to yeah. know if you like a foundation or not. Because sometimes, I mean, I've done it before. I've gone into store, not spoken to anybody. I've, you know, put put it on like my jaw, like they tell you to, and then thought, oh yeah, that's right, I'll buy that. And then walked out into the light, and it looks completely different. So I think that's another tip, isn't it? Like always yeah. to look look at it under different lights um, until you find the perfect one. Yeah, and also just be aware that your skin does change throughout the year. So you might have to change your shade. Um, yeah. You know, if, if in the summer you get a bit of a tan, you might want to go a bit darker. Um, so it, it's just worth going in and just chatting. And remember as well, we do free makeovers. So yeah, take advantage, take advantage of that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Also, a bit of a cheeky tip. Um, when I go on holiday, I quite often go and get a sample of my favourite foundation in a darker shade. And it lasts me those couple of weeks. That's so good. Such a good tip. <laughs> So thanks so much for coming down and joining us today, guys. As always, all of the products we mentioned are available at houseoffraser.co.uk and in selected stores. It would be amazing if you could rate, review and subscribe. Five star reviews, please. And also follow us on Instagram at House of Fraser. See you next time.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.